0: This is the Gartner Podcast for Supply Chain Leaders.
1: Hi, I'm Caroline Chubakov, and welcome to another episode of the Gartner Supply Chain Podcast. Every month, we sit down with some of supply chain's best thinkers, innovators, and leaders to share with you leading insights for driving supply chain success. And for today's episode, we're joined by my colleague, Research Director Zabu Mathai. We'll discuss some recent research of his on finding balance between sustainability and resilience. gartner Clades, I highly recommend you check out the report on Gartner.com. The research explores how CSCOs can ensure sustainability remains a top priority in the enterprise amid a turbulent and uncertain future. And how we keep everyone, including C-suite peers, Aligned on Sustainability. Sabu, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Hi, Caroline. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, this research essentially outlines a tale of two companies in terms of how a supply chain addresses sustainability and resilience. What we're calling build-in companies and bolt-on companies. What's the difference and what are we learning actually works?
0: Well, build-in and bolt-on companies differ in how they balance sustainability with resilience amid turbulence and uncertainty. Today, most companies frequently deprioritize sustainability during disruptions or for other long-term risks. The question we asked in the study is how can companies strike a better balance and make progress on sustainability while still addressing those other risks. Our interviews and survey data revealed that a minority of companies today take a better approach to accomplish this. We term these companies build-in companies because they integrate sustainability at their core, sensing an urgency to make it essential to their evolving business. They see a connection between their sustainability efforts and risk management, and between sustainability and business performance overall. In other words, they've gone further to establish the business case for sustainability than other companies. On the other hand, most companies today take a bolt-on approach. They add sustainability at the margins, retrofitting it onto their existing business when convenient. They're less likely to perceive environmental risks as a threat to their business or to perceive a connection between sustainability and improved business performance. Instead, their sustainability efforts are primarily driven by reputational concerns. So, why does this matter? Well, build in companies in our survey are 3.7 times less likely than bolt on companies to deprioritize sustainability for other risks. This translates into progress on sustainability that elevates resilience. First, build in companies are more likely to have reduced their resource intensity year over year. And second, over the past three years, building companies are more likely to have increased their offerings that advance their sustainability objectives. So let me quickly summarize what we learned that building companies are doing differently. More than others, building companies realize that sustainability and resilience are converging as environmental risks rise. With this in mind, building companies and their CSCOs are more likely than bolt-on companies to do four things. One, to make changes to their supply chain networks today that are driven by sustainability. Two, to make sustainability part of job roles, training, and performance reviews. Three, to ease the costs and first-mover disadvantages of sustainability through ecosystem partnerships. And fourth, and crucially, to make sustainability a key driver of risk management.
1: Fantastic, Sabu. Now, one thing that you bring up in this research, and that I I think is great to call out for these building companies, is that they take an enterprise approach to sustainability and risk management. But of course, this tends to mean that the CSCO has to do the hard work of convincing other senior leaders to care about sustainability, which is no small task. So How can CSCOs do this effectively?
0: Yes, it is indeed a big challenge, but also a crucial one for supply chains and the enterprise as a whole. Supply chain sustainability is not something that CSCOs can bring about on their own. It requires an enterprise approach. Yet in our survey, we found that less than a third of supply chain leaders report that their internal business partners appreciate the connection between sustainability and either risk management or business performance. A lot of companies are accustomed to thinking about sustainability as a nice-to-have. This means CSEO should make sustainability's risks and opportunities much more clear for other senior leaders. In addressing sustainability's high costs is an important place to start. 74% of leaders we surveyed identified sustainability's high costs as the top barrier to implementing sustainable business practices today. And so a good place for CSEOs to start is in reframing sustainability's high price tag in reference to the rising costs of delayed progress on sustainability. But it can be challenging to communicate about the cost of today's inaction and delayed progress and the impact on sustainability objectives that May be perceived sometimes as a long term issue. We think it will be useful to draw on technical debt, a well known metaphor in software development used to assess and communicate the costs of future rework resulting from convenient but oftentimes flawed coding solutions. So, similarly, and using this metaphor, CSEOs should assess their sustainability debts or the implied costs companies incur. When they deliberately or unintentionally fail to account for sustainability in trade offs, investments, or strategy. If companies fail to realize that they're accumulating sustainability debts, they can misprice or mistime investments of all sorts, not just those related to sustainability. For instance, failing to account for anticipated environmental regulations or the impact of the company's climate risks on their future insurance premiums, for example could obscure the total costs of different investments. Already, many CSCOs sense that a failure to balance sustainability with resilience poses significant threats to the business today. 54% of companies that we surveyed believe that failing to balance sustainability and resilience could lower their chances of making the business sustainable in the long run. Uh, Indeed, as environmental risks mount in tandem with other strategic risks, remediating accumulated sustainability debts may become more expensive and even more unlikely. CSUs also say that delayed progress on sustainability could harm their competitiveness. Nearly 60% of supply chain leaders responding to our survey identified lost market share to present-day or future competitors as a top negative outcome from failing to balance sustainability and resilience now. For both of these potential negative outcomes, build in companies sense the rising costs of inaction more acutely than bolt on companies. And following that trend, build in companies are five times more likely than bolt on companies to say that sustainability is a key driver of risk management. Really importantly, Integrating sustainability in established risk management is a crucial step. In our report, we discussed how CSEOs can work with other senior leaders to bring this about. And uh, including by highlighting Dell's experience introducing a unified risk framework.
1: Fantastic, Sabu. The sustainability debt analogy is a fantastic one where we are simulating the cost of potential rework of inaction on sustainability, which I think simplifies these concepts really well for so many of our uh, C-suite peers. Now, one of my favorite quotes from this report is, the best defense against environmental risks should be a strong offense. What does it mean to build a strong offense for sustainability? Well, so far,
0: we've mostly been talking about downside risk and threats related to sustainability that leading companies see. Uh, but companies also see huge upside risks or opportunities from sustainability. In our survey, companies overall ranked competitive differentiation as the top factor motivating increased sustainability in the supply chain over the coming three years. This was even more pronounced for build-in companies for whom 59% see competitive differentiation as their top motivation, 10 percentage points ahead of bolt-on companies. In fact, failing to pursue these opportunities is strategic risk itself as parts of the world move towards a more sustainable economy. With the threat of lost market share to competitors, some CSEOs must be thinking that if they don't reach for opportunity, others will. And so defense and offense start to blend together. In fact, reaching for opportunities from sustainability can also address environmental risks while going some ways to relieve cost concerns. By building sustainability deeper into the business, companies can create revenue streams to support sustainability investments while they also create value for the business. For instance, the long-term changes that could support a sustainability journey may involve network changes that supply chain leaders work on for years in advance with other functions like R&D, strategy, procurement, and finance.
1: Although clearly in our conversation, we see that sustainability is an enterprise effort, I imagine that the CSCO will need to be doing things differently in their own organization. So how can CSCOs better build sustainability into supply chain capabilities In the past, companies have often
0: disregarded resilience and sustainability when confronted with the inherent tensions between financial objectives, resilience, and sustainability. But today, all three are must-haves. To deal with this, CSEO should make sustainability and resilience core design principles in a long-term supply chain transformation. Building companies again are, are further ahead in starting this long journey of continuous adaptation, when we asked what drives their network changes today, building companies said that they are nearly three and a half times more likely than bolt-on companies to cite sustainability as a top two driving factor. Building in companies also express a greater tolerance for cost increases necessary to become a first mover on sustainability, while cost constraints are among factors binding bolt-on companies more tightly to the status quo. As CSEOs envision the supply chain capabilities and network changes necessary over the long term, they'll need a supply chain culture that supports it. In our report, we feature an approach that Siemens developed to keep their long-term transformation vision on track. Today, Siemens is building what they call the supply chain of the future, taking sustainability and resilience as key pillars and developing self-stabilizing capabilities that enable an adaptive response amid turbulence. Realizing long-term transformations are often derailed by changing external forces and even internal strategy, Siemens developed a suite of tools and business processes that brings transparency and coherence to strategic planning and strategy execution, which they all called the strategic diamond. Crucial for objectives such as sustainability, the strategic diamond maps the interdependencies between different strategic priorities, revealing trade-offs that might otherwise go unnoticed and perhaps derail the long-term vision. In addition to its role in periodic calibrations of long-term strategy, the suite of tools includes visualizations and interactive features that helps supply chain professionals at all levels understand what they are working on and why. And that goes a long way to create shared definitions, understanding, and purpose that enables Siemens to execute on its vision.
1: That's great, Sabu. And I love the Siemens example where it's clearly we're integrating sustainability into trade-off decision-making at a network and strategy level. Now, the other thing that I I hear throughout our discussion is that sustainability truly has to be part of everything that the enterprise and the supply chain does. But at the moment, we tend to see pockets of dedicated sustainability teams or leaders championing this. How do you make sustainability part of everyone's job at supply chain?
0: Well, to start, CSEOs seeking to make progress on sustainability should make sustainability part of job roles. And they'll have to give staff newly accountable for sustainability the means to succeed, giving them support and training as they're needed, and making them accountable for sustainability objectives. Building companies do this at a significantly higher rate than bolt-on companies. Building companies were 7.4 times as likely as bolt-on companies to make sustainability part of the job for supply chain personnel, including it in job duties Uh, to which supply chain personnel are held accountable and giving them the means to succeed by providing training and support on sustainability. Making sustainability part of the job is an important place to start, but CSEOs must also open more bandwidth for their staff to work on it. With the frequent and severe supply chain disruptions that characterize today's complex operating environment, an indiscriminate risk response can shift into overdrive and absorb more bandwidth than it's worth. By stretching the organization to meet non-critical objectives, this tips the scales against sustainability before disruption ever hits. CSEOs can calm this organizational overreaction to risk. Um, And to do so, they should rethink how they allocate scarce resources for risk response. In our report, we talk about three different ways in which CSEOs can do this. First, working with their key business partners to reassess risk appetite and critical business objectives that feed into risk segmentation. Second, in building on that first step, CSCOs can nudge trade-off decisions towards sustainability by providing decision guidance embedded into workflows for supply chain staff. And finally, in some cases, CSCOs should streamline decision-making and reduce touchpoints to cut through imbalance and bias that might otherwise be hard to see.
1: That's great, Sabu. And I have one final question for you. We usually like to leave our listeners with a few takeaways. So what are one to two parting recommendations that you might have for our listeners that are keen to keep sustainability a top enterprise priority?
0: CSEOs should explore what the growing convergence of sustainability and resilience means for their business and for their industry. They could begin by better understanding the operational and strategic exposure from environmental risks related to the supply chain today and anticipated in the future. They should use forward-looking risk assessments, foresight, and data gathered collaboratively with key partners and peers. This could help avoid learning about environmental risks after disruption has already hit. And second, CSEOs should take stock of their progress on sustainability so far. They should do this in light of how they balance sustainability with other short and long-term risks in their supply chain today. We've talked about how a minority of supply chain leaders are building in sustainability at the core of their business and at the core of their supply chains breaking away from the crowd and addressing environmental risks even during today's turbulent times. Other companies may find they can ill afford to continue delaying action and leaving sustainability at the margins of their business. Either way, the long journey ahead on sustainability is best left uninterrupted.
1: Sabu, thank you so much for joining us today to share some insights on how supply chain leaders can manage risk and prioritize sustainability at the same time, The research that covers these insights in depth is accessible to clients via the link in the show notes, or by simply going to Gartner.com and searching for Supply Chain Executive Report, Balancing Sustainability and Resilience for Our Climate Future. As always, if you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to go to Gartner.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our podcasts, and give us a five-star rating, as well as subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Caroline Chubakov, and we'll see you next time.
0: Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations.